Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. My name is Aaron O'Dowd and you're listening to Sanseet. On today's show, we have Radley Valentine. He is a internationally known speaker, spiritual intuitive, a house author, a recovering certified public accountant. After leaving the corporate world, Radley became widely recognized as the co-author with Doreen Virtue of the best-selling Angel Tarot Cards, Archangel Power Tarot Cards, Guardian Angel Tarot Cards, and Angel Answers Oracle Cards, author of the Big Book of Angel Tarot Cards. He was on the television show Beyond Belief with George Nori. He has a radio show on Hay House Radio called Magical Things Show. Hello, Radley, and welcome to the show. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm pretty good. And yourself? Just great. Can you tell us about how it all began for you? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a that's a question. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I don't know. I mean, I was always sort of the boy with something extra, and so I was really blessed to be raised um, by a mom who honored that and was like, yeah, 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 just listen to those little intuitive guides listen to um whatever messages you're getting so but you know it's, it's it, as you mentioned it's like i i i didn't initially begin my my adult career either or as a teacher or an author i i started as an accountant and i did that for many years until such time as i just really kind of couldn't do it anymore and um the thing that was was interesting was that I, I actually quit in 2002 and I tried to make go of this particular um, career and it, it, it just kind of didn't happen. It didn't work. And so I got scared and I went back to accounting in 2005 um, for the government, <laughs> which was horrible. And... Um, I did that for a couple of years, and then once I just got to this place where once again I just couldn't do it anymore, and so I I quit again, and this time it worked. This time it worked beautifully, and um, the big difference was just really, really, really listening to my guidance, where in the past I hadn't listened to my guidance so much. And why did that you stop and start, and then eventually found? How did it feel for you? As I said, it's like I, it just wasn't happening the first time I tried. And, and the second time I tried, I really started listening. And so, you know, my angels basically said, hey, Radley, you're a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And I said, hey, angels, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and my angels went, yeah, you are. And, and so I was like, but uh, I love cheeseburgers. What about cheeseburgers? <laughs> and the angels were like, let it go. And so I did. And then my angels came to me and said, hey, Radley. And I said, hey, angels. And they said, Radley, guess what? And I'm like, what? And they're like, you're sober. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, but what about martinis? I love martinis. And the angels said, give it up, Radley. And I did. And there were other things that were like that. And, and as I started to sort of surrender and started to give in and started to listen to my angel's um, guidance and follow it, that's when things really, really started to happen for me. And, you know, the thing that I always like to tell people is that I'm not at all advocating uh, that people either become vegetarian or that they become sober or they give up caffeine or anything that Radley did. That's all irrelevant. What I'm advocating is that people listen to their angels' guidance, whatever it is. Because my angels were not trying to somehow punish me or somehow, you know, make me unhappy or if you'll sacrifice something, we'll give you something. That's all crap. I don't believe any of that. But what my angels were trying to say is if you'll just do what we're telling you you'll be energetically aligned with your dream you'll be energetically aligned with what you want and so that's what i recommend to people ignore what radley did but do what your angels tell you to do so that you are energetically aligned to be on a path towards joy did you discover talking to angels or did it come through your life? You know, my mom was always into angels. She, but I mean, she was into angels, but she was not into angels the way I was. Mom just wore, she wore angel brooches and angel necklaces. And she had a coffee mug that said, have you hugged your angel today? And <laughs> you know, she had all this angel stuff. And... And so that made me really interested in angels. But when I started to seek out my spirituality, it was so that, you know, the first thing that seemed comfortable to me was, oh, angels. And I found this little book and this little book, it was called Angel Speak. And I mean, this predates Doreen Virtue, Diana Cooper. It predates all those people. And it was by these sisters named Barbara Marks and Judy Griswold. And... It was the first book that I had come across that was like, you can talk to your angels. And I was like, oh, groovy, give me this book. And I, I followed the little guidelines in it and stuff. And, and one day I just sort of sat down and I started saying, you know, I, I knew I had a guardian angel. I actually have three, but it's like, I knew I had a guardian angel and I wanted to talk to him because um, usually one of your guardian angels is the loud one. And I said, I sat down on the edge of my bed and I was looking at a painting of, of a guardian angel that I particularly loved. <clears throat> I still have it to this day hanging in my office. <clears throat> and uh, I just said, you know, hi, my name is Bradley. What's yours? And I heard clear as a bell, Joshua. 
And I was like, wow, okay, that's enough for today. Because <laughs> it kind of scared me. Um, but that was the beginning. And shortly after that, I found Doreen Virtue. Before that time you met Doreen Virtue and reading this book, did you feel like you were a skeptic or did you feel like it was fine for you or how did it feel? No, I don't. No, 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 no. I was. I have always been a big believer. I'm, I'm quintuple Sagittarius. I mean, we're all about spirituality and belief and faith and and that kind of stuff. So that came natural to me. And so that I, I was always a believer in that which cannot necessarily be seen. So no, I wasn't a skeptic. So you, you leave you eventually leave your, your job in, in public accounting and how did yeah. you come about meeting Doreen Virtue or tell us about how that came about? Doreen used to teach this class called the Angel Therapy Practitioner class. It's called ATP. Um, another version of it is AI. Um, they're they're only really different in um, the pace. So Angel Therapy Practitioner class was six days. And I actually found Doreen because um, my um, ex, um, God bless him, actually gave me a book by John Holland called Born Knowing. And, and that book just really set me on my ear. It was like, wow, this is, this is really, really, really what my life is like and this is what I want to do. And so I signed up to take a class with John. But in the meantime, someone said, oh, you should check out Doreen Virtue. And I was like, who's that? I didn't know who she was. And um, so I took Angel Therapy Practitioner course, and that really changed my life. I mean, that that's without question when I pass over the Rainbow Bridge and I'm back on the other side, I'll look at my life and go, that was one of the pivotal moments, uh, was taking Angel Therapy Practitioner course. And so... We met because I was one of her students. And how did it change your life after meeting her? Oh gosh, Erin, nothing was the same. I mean, nothing was the same. It, it, ATP, take, taking the Angel Therapy Practitioner course for me was the literary equivalent of when Hagrid shows up to give Harry Potter his uh, letter of acceptance at Hogwarts. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best way I know to explain it. Um, it, it. It's like knowing you were different your entire life and, and really trying to tap into that and having moments like talk, like hearing Joshua's name or other things that happened in my life, having moments where you, and I've never made this analogy before. No one's ever asked me this question before. So this is all coming out fresh and I really actually love it. This is a perfect analogy. It's, it's like how Harry Potter in the beginning was, was able to do little bits of magic, but he didn't know how he did it and he couldn't control it and he couldn't, it just, it controlled him and stuff. And so taking ATP was for me where I came to realize oh no this is really all real I'm not making this up it's not coincidence it's not anything and I can control it and I can use it to make my life and other people's lives better I just I remember during angel therapy practitioner of course those six days 
moments of such un, un, unfettered joy, such absolute bliss, because, you know, you're there, and I don't know how many people were in the class, maybe 150, maybe 200, I don't know, something like that, and, and it's like, you're no longer weird. Everybody in the room is weird. <laughs> so if everybody in the room is weird, then nobody in the room is weird. And and so it was just this these moments of crystal clear epiphany and crystal clear understanding of who I was and, and validation of who I was and and having getting the opportunity to really, really uncover and discover my gifts and and have have them be real. It, it was just it, it's just it was just a big it was a big thing. Uh, so you, you go through the six days and you you become an angel therapist. Uh-huh. How does it feel after being able to say I have a certificate in my gifts or my talents? Well, so. <laughs> So here's the answer you're not expecting. Um, the, the the couple or three weeks after ATP were awful um, because it's 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 if I can if I continue my analogy, it's like being Harry Potter and being kicked out of Hogwarts, and that was hard. I mean, it was really really hard to go back to the Muggle world, and and my ex who's very beloved to me. So, I, I, you know, he, he just happened to be in my life at that moment. You know, my ex was very, very supportive. He completely believed in my gifts and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I went back home and went, okay, I don't, I'm not in this family. I'm not in this energy anymore. I'm not in this joy anymore. I'm back in the mobile world. And now what am I going to do with what I now know? What am I going to do with these gifts? And um, at the time, I didn't know, so it was it was actually a really challenging time for me. Um, immediately afterwards, after this this time, did you go and design the, or help Dorney Virtue create the the tarot cards, or how did that come about? That actually happened much much later. I continued to work with Doreen, and um, she took an immediate fondness for me. And, of course, to me, she was the goddess. That was just, you know, I was like, oh, my God, she's awesome. And um, so I started staffing all her events, and and we became very close to one another slowly. I mean, we're talking in just tiny bits and pieces. It's like I adored her and she was incredibly fond of me immediately. But the closeness took a while. And in 2011, Doreen happened to be in my hometown uh, where um, coincidentally, if you will, um, the International New Age Trade Show in the United States always takes place. And Doreen was signing books and I was doing tarot readings for a magazine and Doreen finished and she came looking for me because this is typical for a tourist. Doreen wanted to go shopping. 
Um, and so she came and found me and she saw me sitting there doing tarot. And I, I honestly think that even though by that point we'd known each other for quite a while, it just had never sunk in for Doreen. It had never come into her consciousness that I did tarot. It just, I, I don't know why, it just didn't. And um, Doreen just sort of saw me doing tarot cards and she was like, oh my God, it's you. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course it's me, Doreen. What, what? And she's like, it's you, it's you. And I didn't know what she was talking about. And she was like, I've always wanted to make a deck of tarot cards. And in my mind, I always saw this dark headed guy and I knew that I would meet him one day. And I just didn't put it two and two together because I didn't realize the tarot and all that stuff, but it's you, you're the person I'm supposed to do tarot with. And I was, I was kind of in shock. <laughs> and <clears throat> because we were friends by then, I was like, are you sure? I mean, I don't want anything to happen that's gonna get in the way of our friendship or anything like that. I think you need to think about this. And, and she's like, no, it's you, it's absolutely you. <laughs> and, and so that's how it all started to come about. I was the tarot expert. They let me get an artist. I chose Steve Roberts. And so I started going through the cards and I would take like the first card and I would clean it up. I would take out any, any really scary symbolism and, or place it with symbolism that meant the same thing but wasn't so frightening. And I would send it off to the artist and the artist would paint it and then it would come back to me and then I would send it to Doreen and Doreen was the angel expert. So she would look at the cards and go, this is great, I like it, or I don't like it, or can we change this, or blah, 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 blah. And once we, once she was happy and I was happy, then that was a card and we would go on to the next one. And what is tarot or tara? Just explain a bit about what it means. Sure. First of all, you, you're pointing out that people say it different ways, and you're hearing me go back and forth, because I know in Ireland it's pronounced, I believe, tarot. Um, in the southern United States, where I was raised, it's called tarot. Um, it's sort of like potato, potato, um, but they mean the same thing. And, and tarot is an ancient divinatory tool. It's about 600 years old. Some people think that it is much, much older, but we don't have any evidence of that. And a lot of the belief that it's from ancient Egypt or whatever was kind of came from French mysticism in the, 18, the late 1800s, early 1900s, when a certain particular person who I won't even name just basically started lying about it and saying it was from ancient Egypt and blah, 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 blah. And the public loved that and it ate it up and it made him famous and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really, he was just lying. And um, so pretty much it's 600 years old. And it was actually created as a parlor game, as a, a game like bridge. But over the years, people started to realize that it had certain mystical properties, that it had certain divinatory abilities. And it's, but it's 78 cards in, uh, divided up into five suits. And each card has a meaning. And the, there are aspects of the deck that refer to big life-changing events. And there are aspects of the cards that are day-to-day life and it can be used to get information or messages from your angels or your guides or from heaven or from wherever you want in order to help you be on a path 
that, as I so like to say, leads you towards joy. Okay, and why did Dorney Virtue decide to clean up the cards? Was there um, skepticism around it, or evil, or negativity? What? Why? Uh, negativity, yes. Skepticism, well, uh, I guess it depends on who you ask. Evil, no. <sighs> you know, you, I think you just kind of have to think about it from the standpoint that the cards are 600 years old. Um, 600 years ago, people were not as... The average person was not as bright. Um, the high cues were not as high. Life was a lot harder. Um, and so if they wanted to say that, oh, an aspect of your life was over, rather than um, coming up with some imagery that indicated that that part of your life was over, they had a tendency to do things like, have a guy laying face down in a pool of blood with ten swords in his back. Oh, well, that's kind of overkill, pardon the pun. You know, it's kind of overkill as a way to say that something is over. It also scared people, <laughs> you know? It's like if you're getting a reading for yourself or giving a reading to a client, it's like if a card with a man laying face down in a pool of blood with ten swords in his back shows up, that has a tendency to, you know, be distressing. <laughs> and and so that's why we went through, and as my term being clean it up, it was we don't need that old fear-based imagery and in some cases wording of the cards in order to give people the messages that they need. In fact, it hinders it. It hinders people getting the messages that they need. And so that's why we wanted to take tarot and and give it a new light. Uh, 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 in essence, clean up the language. We don't say, you know, I wish ye a merry grand day. I, I mean, we don't really say ye anymore, or at least in the United States, we don't say merry anymore. We don't say thou anymore. So why not clean up the pictorial language of tarot as well so the imagery represents more of the energetic feeling of today the book the big book of uh angel tarot did that come before the cards or after the cards it came after um the angel tarot cards have been very very successful people really love them um and what we were getting was a lot of people saying, please, 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 I want to know why there is a Pegasus on the Dreamer card or why there is a Cuckoo Bird on the Life Experience card. Or they wanted to know what is all this imagery? What does it all mean? And um, we, we teach a very basic course called the Certified Angel Card Reader Course. And people were coming out of that class saying, oh, that was awesome, I love it, but I want more. And so the book was basically me spilling my guts (laughs) about everything that I knew about tarot and my perceptions of tarot from the standpoint of the symbolism, the astrology of the cards, the numerology of the cards, um, how to create spreads, a brief history, the lexicon, all of those things about tarot that people were begging us for is what's in the big book. 
And why is numerology and astrology and card numbers part of Tara? Somewhere back in the um, um, 1800s, a particular spiritualist group got their hands on tarot, and they really liked it. They thought it was pretty awesome. And so they started going through the cards and assigning astrological attributions to the cards and numerological attributions to the cards. Um, there's also actually to be the, the, the tree of life is actually in the cards as well, although I don't personally know that much about uh, the Kabbalah to be able to talk about that. But they just assigned those elements to each of the cards as a way to give further divinatory power to the cards. And, and it's really cool. It's like, if, and, and, but it's not something you have to know. I mean, there, there's, there are things about tarot that hardcore nerds like me want to know. And then there are those same aspects that other people don't want to know. You don't have to know any of that to, to read angel tarot cards. You don't have to have the book. You don't have to do anything. You can buy a deck of angel tarot cards. And so long as you know something about angel oracle cards or oracle cards of any bent, you can start reading the, the cards. It's just a matter of how deep you want to go. Excellent. And which deck came after the Angel Tarot cards? Did they all come together in one? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> they did not come together all at once. Uh, um, Angel Tarot cards came first. And for all I knew, I thought that was it. I thought, okay, we made a deck, we're done. <laughs> and, but no, people went bonkers. They loved them. And so we, as we were traveling around the world, we started listening. Okay, well, what is it that people want? And what people seemed to want was to feel empowered about their lives. They loved getting the information, but they also wanted to feel empowered. And so that's why we created Archangel Power Tarot Cards next. And that deck is um, not just about getting the information, but also about empowerment. And then um, the next thing we sort of noticed was that we had these two decks of cards which were much much softer than traditional tarot but still not soft enough for certain people some people just felt like oh gosh i'm still sort of scared of tarot so we created guardian guardian angel tarot cards and that's our super super gentle soft deck of cards for people who are just really really sensitive or have a fear of tarot that might be past life or it might be just something that they've been conditioned to have a fear about through uh, religion or through um, social pressure one way or the other and uh, then we created angel answers because what we heard we're hearing from people was you know sometimes I just don't I don't want to hear all the reasons why or anything I just want yes or no <laughs> and so we made this deck of cards that's very, very simple. It's yes and no and very simple concepts. And then fairy tarot cards, which are coming out in September, are very much about manifestation, but also about coming to this place where you believe in yourself. It's, it's very much about self-confidence 
and and believing in the person that you are. How did you get about teaching the workshops, or and also does Dorney Virtue teach anymore, or is she retired, or what? I traveled with Doreen for three years. Um, this is my fourth year of traveling and doing workshops, uh, and my first year of doing them by myself. Um, last year, Doreen decided that she was just kind of done with travel. So Doreen has retired from travel. She no longer um, leaves home. Um, I think she allows herself one workshop a year away from home. And this year, that's in October in California, where she'll teach AI. But other than that, she really doesn't leave her home anymore. Um, Sometimes Hay House does an event where she, in the city that she lives in, and she'll agree to do that. And she does do teaching via video, but she no longer travels around doing seminars. So now I am sort of the standard bearer for that. And so I'm still traveling around. I love it. I love going, I'm, you know, quintuple Sagittarius. Again, you know, we love travel. And so um, I'm teaching. I'm teaching different things than what Dorian and I taught together to give people something new, something new that they can teach, something new that they can learn. For example, I'm currently teaching a class called The Magic of Angel Tarot Cards. I just taught it in Dublin. Uh, a place I adore. I love, love, love Ireland. And that was the first time that class had been taught. It was all new information. So that's very exciting. It's very exciting to be teaching all new things. Amazing. And the radio show you host on a, uh, called The Life of Magic, tell us a bit about that, please. Sure. Actually, the show's actually called Magical Things. Uh, oh, Life okay. is Magic is my little byline. It's kind of how I end every show. But the show is called Magical Things with Rathley Valentine. It's on Hay House Radio. In the United States, it's on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, for those in Ireland and the UK, that translates into um, Thursdays at 10 p.m., I think. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, um, um, it's a teaching show. Um, we pick a card of the day for every radio show, and I talk about that. I talk about it's practical implications in people's lives and as well as just the energy that the card represents and how that affects what's going on in our lives as well. I mean, the thing that I'm really, really big on is taking the fear out of life. That's my big, big thing. And I want people to not be afraid to follow their passion or follow their joy or have the life that they want. So we talk about that a lot on magical things and we also the last 30 or 40 minutes of the show is me giving readings to people who call in or people who post on my facebook page if you looked back on your your life from today to when it started would you change anything or adjust anything no no you know it's it's (laughs) i could i could give you all of the a, a list of all of the really quote-unquote tragic and difficult things that happened in my life but you know it's it's like I wouldn't change anything I am who I am today and I really like who I am I have a life that I absolutely love and adore Um, and we cannot know 
what would happen if we changed things. We, we can't know how that might set our path askew or set, our, um, set us on a path that's a lesser joy than the one that we're currently experiencing. So, you know, no matter what might have happened in my past that was painful or hurtful or, or traumatic, I would still want to go through those things so that I have the life I have. Do you have a favorite archangel or angel? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it, it's not, you know, most people love Archangel Michael. And I love Archangel Michael too, don't get me wrong. But that's a, that's a lot of people's go-to archangel. I, I love Archangel Uriel. He sort of picked me. He picked me in the angel therapy practitioner course when I originally took it. He made his presence exceedingly well-known. Um, to the point that by the end of the six days, people were calling me Radley. They were calling me Uriel's boy. So I love Uriel. Um, I love Gabriel. She is the archangel of writers and of creative types. And she's also a really great nudging angel. <laughs> and sometimes we all need nudging to get things done. Um, so those are my two favorite archangels. And then, of course, I adore my beloved guardian angel, Joshua. I always like to give him a high five and a shout out because poor Joshua, he has his hands so full looking out for me. <laughs> and, um, and I truly adore him. So those are the three angels I talk to the most is Uriel and Gabriel and Josh. And out of all the decks you have, is there a particular card or a particular deck you, you enjoy and have a favorite of? I wouldn't say that there's a particular deck. That, that That's a, a, a bookstore owner uh, here in Glastonbury where I'm visiting and doing uh, book signings asked me that yesterday. And that's a little bit like saying, do you have a favorite child? <laughs> you know? Which of your kids is your favorite? Um, so I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite, that they... I like each of them for different reasons. I reach for each deck for different types of readings or for different purposes. There are times where Guardian Angels is the deck that I want, and there are times when it's Angel Tarot or Archangel Power Tarot cards. I cannot wait to get my hands on Fairy Tarot cards when they come out in a couple of months. But there are cards that I love. I mean, there are cards that in all of the decks where I feel like we just really, really, really got it right. Where our reinterpretation is spot on, that we didn't change the meaning, but we gave it great optimism and hope and positivity. And the symbolism is just especially inspired. And those cards I really love and am proud of, but I don't have a favorite deck. And is there other decks outside of the Angel uh, Tarot decks that you use as well? Um, I don't use any of them anymore. Um, before those decks existed, it was really a challenge for me with Tarot because I had to find decks that didn't flip me out. My first Tarot deck was called the Connolly, and it was by a Tarot master named Eileen Connolly and uh, just a genius, genius woman, but she created a deck that was beautiful, it was colorful, it was not violent, and that's what I read from for, gosh, decades. And then there's an artist whose name is Ciro Marchetti, he's an Italian, and he is a genius. I mean, his artwork is simply 
breathtakingly beautiful and his take on Tarot was clever and uh, very traditional but not too frightening. So I, I particularly liked Cyril Marchetti's Tarot of Dreams and I read from that for a long time too. But these days I stick to Angel Tarot. If you could pick a particular item that you like to talk about or something that you give to a person, what would it be? You know, again, it's like, I just don't want people to be in fear. I believe that the universe is constantly, constantly pushing us towards joy. It is true that things that we deem to be unpleasant or traumatic or difficult happen in life. But I believe with all of my heart that because of the universe loves us, because spirit or source or God or the divine, I don't really care what you call it, because I believe that it's true energy is love, because I believe that really that's all there is, that when things happen in our lives that are challenging or difficult or, or hard for us to understand, I believe it's because the universe is trying to say you're headed in the wrong direction. You know, if, you, if a child is headed in a direction that is wrong for them and you put something scary in their path, they'll change paths. And so I believe that that's what the universe does for us. That's what spirit does for us. It, it tries to guide us as best it can through methods of joy, but we're stubborn. We're really, really stubborn. We don't like change. And so sometimes the only way to get us to pay attention and take note is when something happens that doesn't feel so great, but that will very often make us change paths. This goes directly back to your question of would I change anything in my life and the answer to the question is still no. Those things that happened that were placed in front of me that were frightening or difficult or scary or whatever, I wouldn't change them because they got me on a path that led me to the place where I am right this minute. And I'm not done searching for joy. I'm not. There is a greater joy than I'm experiencing right now. I believe that and I'm pretty happy. So. I want to find that joy and anything I can do to help people not be in fear or to find their path towards joy, sign me up. That is excellent. Um, I thank you, Radley, for coming on to the show. If you want to give us your website, your Facebook, or people can find more about you. Sure. You can find me in three places, largely. Uh, it's like, you know, people have their favorite hangouts, where these are mine. Uh, you can find me at radleyvalentine.com. Um, I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radley Valentine, and I love Instagram. <laughs> I'm a new convert. So you can find me on Instagram at, um, at sign Radley Valentine. But those are the three places I hang out, and uh, you can find me there and all kinds of information. That's brilliant and amazing, and thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on. If you find this show very interesting or want to listen to more, please subscribe to iTunes Holistic Therapies by Sanseet or go to sanseet.com to subscribe there. If you really like the show, please leave a review or a rating 
on iTunes or a comment on Facebook.com/slash Sanseat.